When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Pint Size Distant Pod. Every Sunday, we're going to be bringing you something from the Distant Pod archives. We've gone back through all of the episodes of the Socially Distant Sports Bar so far, and we've found what we think are some of the funniest bits. So, if you like what you listen to over the next few minutes, then have a look on the episode description, because there'll be the episode number that this comes from in there, which means... It makes your journey easier. You can then go off and listen to the whole episode either again or for the first time. If you're a new listener, this is quite a good way of getting into our archives. If you have been with us from episode one, it's a nice way of getting yourselves back into some of the old episodes as well. Sit back, relax and enjoy this little snippet from the Socially Distant Sports Bar, our distant pod pint-size episodes. I've remembered my Johnny Marr point. Oh, Christ on a bike. Oh, Go thank on. God he for doesn't, You've been vacant, he vacant for 20 like minutes. Looking back, and then a few years ago, he listened to Strange Ways Here We Come, which he hadn't listened to for over 20 years, and he said he remembered every single note. There wasn't an aspect of that album that wasn't seared did, onto his but mind. But did, did he like it? That's the yeah, I think that's he did like it. I think he liked I think he's proud of the Smiths. Good. Yeah. So we should. I just think that once the band had split up, he wanted to do something different. So he worked with Bernard Sumner. And Although Johnny Marr was a huge, you know, it was him and Morrissey, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The two. The, the most instantly recognisable of that band. But of those, it would still be, to the casual observer, it would be Morrissey's band, wouldn't it? There's probably an aspect of that if you're the guitar. If you're a genius like Johnny Marr, they were the 1980s Lennon and McCartney or the 1980s Jagger and Richards, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And they had that yeah. amazingly potent, fertile, creative relationship. But then since they split up in 1987, they I don't think they'd recorded it since 1986. Wow. Yeah, the band officially split up in 1987. They were only together for five years. Bloody hell, I didn't know that. And the thing with the Smiths as well, Johnny Marr was on top of the pops with this charming man, which he wrote more quickly than he can play it because it just came out of him yeah and he thought oh I'll do that twice and then that's Great. it sold it he was on top of the pops he was about, he was about 18 I mean he was really really young he was actually younger than people like Ian Brown and John Squire and Sean yeah. Ryder of the Happy Mondays who came along much later he was this prodigious talent you know brilliant oh, yeah. from a very very young age and they were they had this amazingly fertile creative relationship but then since then, since the band split up, they've just gone in such completely different directions. Oh, yeah. 
I think he's very because he's plays Smith songs live, and he but he sings obviously. But I, I think he's proud of the stuff. I just don't think he wants to work with Morrissey ever again. Well, I was just singing it with a few mates of mine in a in a, in a, in a in only like a local band. We we never really gigged. We used to get together and have a jam and do songs. And but, but the guitarist there, my mate Paul, if we did like a Smith song, he'd be like, "Oh God!" I was like, yeah. "What's the matter?" He's like. Do you know how Johnny yeah, Martin? Yeah, do you know how difficult this is going to be? <laughs> oh my God, a nightmare! He's a gifted bloke, Johnny Martin. Yeah. I met him once. He played in in Cardiff. You, know used to, you sound like you sound like Glyn off a Grand Slam. There. <laughs> Steve Fenwick's a friend of mine. Is he? I, I, I met him. I met him. Yeah. Met yeah. You. I went to a gig. <laughs> no, I. I met him, I was 12 rows back He was playing, so the Cribs were playing a gig in Cardiff Yeah And they all went for a drink in Crubby Verbach, the little indie club in Cardiff afterwards Oh cool So when he walked in, my then girlfriend was DJing And the place yeah. went absolutely mental because Johnny Mars oh, in an wow. indie club that's got 100 oh, people shit, in it yeah. yeah So he sort of took refuge in the DJ booth Because people were hassling him so much so she texted me. She said, "I've told him all about you that you're a big fan, and he'd love and he'd love to meet you. So come down." And I got so starstruck. I was I was at home oh, like watching Match of the Day surprised. or something. But I thought I can't do this, so I turned my phone off. I thought, no way. <laughs> and then the next day, you twat. put it in the washing machine and ran away. The next day, my social media was just a blaze of people who'd met him because yeah. word had gone around Cardiff that he was in club and that he was approachable. So everyone had a selfie and all that kind of stuff. And I really regretted it. And I thought, right, if I ever get a chance to meet him after that, I'll, I'll have to grab it with both hands. And then he did a Radio X thing, a Radio X gig. Yeah. And obviously, when I was working at the station, so I talked to Mike Walsh, who was head of music, and I said, can I meet him? Because I, I fucked it up a few, you know, about 10 years ago. I'd love to meet him. And I think I'm ready. I think I'm emotionally and physically ready to meet him this time. And Mike said, no. yeah, yeah, of course you can. So he, d- he, he did a little gig, and then he did a Q&A with John Kennedy, after that, it was about an hour and a half. We went into the little into the little dressing room they had for for that kind of thing, and it was just Mike Walsh and Johnny Marr and me and another DJ on the station. And because I'd just been watching the band on my own, I hadn't I hadn't said anything. I hadn't spoken for about an hour and a half. I'd just gone straight into the little room where I knew we'd be. Love you. But what happened was, and I, I this has never happened to me, but it never happened to me before. It's never happened to me since. Because I hadn't spoken for about an hour and a half, when I was introduced to him, my voice came out probably three octaves higher than it usually is. <laughs> so he went, um, uh, so Mike Walsh went, uh, Johnny, this is Ellis, he uh, does our Saturday afternoon show, he's a big fan, he'd love to meet you. And Johnny went, I am Johnny. And I went, hiya Johnny, is Ellis. <laughs> 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 lovely gig, such a great choice of songs, and I lovely to hear all the songs that I haven't heard for so long. I thought, right, well, this is this is going worse than I'd expected, and I thought well, it's fine, it's fine. You haven't spoken for a bit, so I have a sip of water or have a sip of beer, and then clear your throat, and then you'll be normal again. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah, it's good out there actually. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just good to play and. In the little intimate rooms where you could see, you know, whites of people's eyes. I was like, so I went, <clears throat> yeah, I imagine you don't think when he gets this, this intimate anymore, do you, Johnny? He was like, no, no, I don't actually. I was like, <clears throat> <laughs> 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 
Hey, John. Interesting mix of old and new. And I thought, what the fuck what is, is happening on? to you? Because you're Your voice broke 20 years ago. Come on, man. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, radio acts would be dead good to me. Cause, What's uh, up with your voice, though? Because, yeah, because you, know, you, you, you play the songs. I listen to you on the radio and everything. You sound fucking weird today. Yeah, yeah, the, the fact you, you, you play the record so much, it means a lot to me. I was like, yeah, well, we play you twice an hour, actually. And I was come on, Ellis. And it just went from bad to worse. So I would, I would go off to the corner because I didn't want to leave the room entirely because I thought if I leave the room entirely he'll that, that would be his, his cue to leave yeah so he would he was sitting there eating grapes and I would go off into the corner and I would just go <laughs> 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 and then I would go back Who's and my voice, with the Tourette's? my voice was just <laughs> yeah. as high as it had been before you look like fucking it John's was... not mad from the 80s <laughs> I look like I had TB is what I look like <laughs> So yeah, and I it, and then and then it was it was Dan O'Connell, the other DJ, and Dan's very tattooed, and Johnny's tattooed, and Johnny likes music. I like music. We like similar music. That's great. He likes football. He supports Man City. I like football. I know about Man City. There are so many things I could have talked to him about. The one, the one thing I've got nothing on is tattoos. So as soon as they started talking about a tattoo parlour in LA that I'd never heard of. Yeah. That obviously I then drifted out of the you conversation. Now it's time to chip in, did you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would have a big old cough and then I would chip in with, but what do they look like when you're old is what I always think of when I think of tattoos. <laughs> and then he'd sort of look at me and... Did done. It? <laughs> it was fucking awful. It's supposed to be quite painful in your head, aren't it? <laughs> your uncle is painful as well, Johnny. I admit him, I got tattooed on his foot. He said it was proper painful. Yeah, he said it killed. Does it kill? Does it kill? Well, he knew a girl, and it said it again. And he was tattooed on the inside of her lip like he said, fuck off on inside her lip. Yeah. Spider's web on your face as well. Which is a quite a... Is it? Is, is it true, John, that back in the old days in the police you couldn't have any visible tattoos? Quite a confronting look, is it? The spider's web and t- clown's tears. Yeah. Anyway, go on and go, good gig. It was fucking... Take care now, John. Horrendous. Give a love to um. It was a fella, Morrissey, and then. You still mates with him? A fella. You still mates with him? As I walked out. You said better than you with the I walked out. My course. No point falling over over stuff, is it? No <laughs> point crying over spilt milk like in it, John. He said I was Ta-da! He said I was that hell. And it gave me a thumbs up and I went fucking horrendous <laughs> Anyway, see you on Saturday And yes, somebody wait <laughs> Yeah, I thought we're on the tattoo like but um I never cared enough about something because I think if I'm going to have a tattoo, like yeah. it should mean something, and that's what I always say about yeah. tattoos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always say that about tattoos, don't I? All the boys in the studio will tell you I'm saying that about tattoos yesterday, won't I? <laughs> I love tattoos, I do. I haven't got any, like, but I love looking at some of them. I know all of them, only some of them. Some of them don't mean nothing. I'm thinking of having a big anchor on my arm like I was in the Merchant Navy in the olden days. But I don't know, see, because I never have been in the Merchant Navy. 
I'm going to have like a cab on there. Like, cause, uh, I, don't, I actually quite like the police. And I like to look a bit edgy. Like. <laughs> anyway, all the plastic. Uh, God bless Tara. <laughs> Give me left to Mr. Morris when he sees me. Mr. Morris. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Morris, Stephen Morris, at your service. I've got to take my top off a minute. Sweating. Are you going to show me? I got tattoos on me. I know. He live. Well, I say live. I'm like, I've had one of those henna ones. You know, you know what I mean? I had one of those. But I made an allergic reaction I did, and my face went up like a big balloon, so, um... But you can get allergic to proper tattoos! <laughs> no? Why are you not talking to me? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, I'm a gobbler. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I did have a tattoo, he'd probably say gobbler! I was saying the other day, I was saying, oh, I don't have a tattoo, but I'm having a gobbler on it, like... Gobbler. I mean, that goes like G-A-B-B. <laughs> and, then, and then a full stop to make that say, didn't I, his fingers. And then for the thumbs, I'd have Mr. Mr. Space Gabler, 10. <laughs> anyway, I'm parked in the NCP and it costs an arm and a leg, so I'm going to go, Mr. Johnny. Mr. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you probably bring him park on double yellows, you're so famous. <laughs> like Princess Bloody Diana, you are. God rest us all. Mr. Morris. <laughs> God rest us all. So. <laughs> but here we are, John. It's one rule for you and one rule for us normal people, isn't it? Get out of the fucking tattoo. <laughs> you guys suppose if you run out of body, you could just you could just have it as an acronym, but it would take a lot of explanation, wouldn't it? <laughs> I suppose you're so rich now, John, you could shave a cat and tattoo that in lieu of, like, any more body back. Do you play guitar every day? <laughs> I can strum. Can you... I can strum a couple of notes. Like, I'm not a bad strummer. Should we have a strum? <laughs> can I touch your guitar? <laughs> can I hold it? Have you heard of the Rebecca Riots, John? I mean, this, is, this is basically what it was like. <laughs> Where do you stand on poverty in the 18th century, Commander? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little extract from our archives of the socially distant sports bar. We will have another one of these pint-sized distant pods for you next Sunday. What you can do now is scroll through the episode description, find the episode that that was from, and disappear off into our archives. Get yourself off on a journey around the socially distant sports bar. <laughs>